step into the world of A's for Adversity, a podcast where we explore the journey of motherhood. Join us weekly as we navigate the intricate garden of self-discovery amidst the trials of motherhood. This is your space to nurture your identity and bloom. I'm your host, Jen Banks. Hey there, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. I am excited to introduce you to our guest, but before we do that, I have an announcement. I was going to save it for the end, but I was just too excited. I am speaking at the Momentum Next Level Summit on March 22nd. It's an all-day event from 10 to 4, and I'm just so excited. It's aligned with my purpose and exactly what I love to share about identity, and my friend helped me pick out an outfit for it. So you can come see me and come to the summit. It's going to be fabulous, and there's a link in my bio on Instagram to register for it at Is for Adversity. My guest today is Karen Schofield. She lives in East Lake, the village that I live in as a part of Daybreak. And I connected with her through a Facebook group that she created. And it's just exciting to find people that are similar to me and also doing some good for the community. So we will go right into the interview. All right. I'm here with Karen Schofield. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great. I love being a podcast host. It's been so fun to meet people that I other that I wouldn't otherwise meet, but also you and I are in close proximity, so we probably would have met, but still it's great to get to know people at a deeper level and just who they are and what lights them up. So, tell us a little <laughs> bit about you and what are some of the hats that you wear? Oh boy. So, Karen Schofield, Jen and I live in the same community. And I am a mom of two teenage boys. They're 13 and 17 and married. And I grew up in California Times 8 and then Draper after that and Draper, Utah, which was a very different Draper, Utah than it is now. It was, we had, I think, one stoplight, not really even Hmm. a full grocery store. Yeah. So it's booming now and um, very different. But anyway, that was fun. Uh, Great childhood. I went to Rick's College in Idaho. And, so did my parents. And then, wonderful. Well, now I feel old. <laughs> Just easy. <laughs> and then I married my husband, who was at BYU. And then I put him through law school, supported us financially, became a realtor in Oregon, where we lived, and loved that. Eventually had our first child, moved to Utah, had our first child, and, and then our second child. And then I just really missed real estate a lot. It's just something I'm very passionate about. So speaking of hats, that's one of the hats I wear. I eight years ago got my real estate license again when my baby was in kindergarten. And I do that and love it. It's just lights me up. I just real estate just is so fun. Of course, it's great to have something that you're passionate about and love that you can also make money at. (laughs) So that's been wonderful. But really, truly, I, as one of my clients said once, I get a high off of helping people, whether it's real estate or anything else in life. If you tell me that you're You've got a daughter getting married and you can't find the perfect dress. I will not rest until I find you the perfect dress. Like I, it's a wonderful trait, but it can become a problem because I get so fixated on things that people tell me that they need help with that I just can't rest until I solve their problems, which not all problems can be solved. Anyway, sorry. One of my things about me is that I'm a rambler and you'll find out. So you got to keep me on task today. But anyway, so I'm a realtor. Our family loves to travel. I wanted more than two kids, but once... I realized we were just going to have two kids. I figured we can all fit in a taxi and we can go. travel the world e- more easily. And so we have done just that. And my kids have seen the world and it's been 
really great because I have tr- been able to see the world as an adult as well. And I don't think they realize how great they have it, right? I'm like, I was 40 when I saw the Great Wall of China. You're eight years old, but hopefully they'll figure it out and appreciate it one day. So anyway, that's kind of me in a nutshell. That's so great. Thank you. I feel like we are having more in common than I thought. My husband is also a lawyer. I put him through school. And then, yeah, travel. That is so fun. Where are some of the places that you've been? Oh, Thailand is one of the ones that comes to mind that I just love. Egypt, Kenya. We took our kids to Israel about a year ago when it was safe. And we just feel so fortunate that we were able to cross that bucket list trip off our list. Machu Picchu was amazing. My kids love big cities, so they love New York City. We go there often. London, Paris, Singapore, China. Anyway, lots of places. That is amazing. It's so neat to hear all those places that you can go in the world. And our world is just so big that there's never a never-ending list of places we can go. So that's exciting. It's really an amazing education and just really opens your mind. And it's just sometimes you get in your little bubble and to just see how other people live and cultures and having to figure things out in the in a oh we went to Japan last summer and my that was my son's request we let him choose and it's just such a foreign place and the technology we have now where you can just pop into maps and say you want to get somewhere and you want to take a train and it tells you exactly where to walk and what train to get on and it's just it opened up so many possibilities I feel yeah that's so neat and to have that hands-on experience too I love learning. I love education, but I don't always love the school system. So that's neat that you've been able to go beyond that. But speaking of education, what is it that you do every Friday? Oh, oh my gosh. Another thing that lights me (laughs) up. I'm so passionate. So I just love America and I just think patriotism is so important. And there's this amazing program I learned about years and years ago. It's based, it's, it can be a national program truly, but it was created and based out of Utah County in Utah and which is for people who don't know Utah very well, but it's like the Provo area typically is what people would think of where Brigham Young University is based. And they would go into these fifth grade classrooms. It's a a patriotic music program that is created specifically for fifth graders, ideally, but all kids can learn these songs. But the fifth graders could look forward to learning them in their classes at school. And then the kids would all go to the BYU Marriott Center in May, and they would all perform all of these 13 songs with actions. And a lot of the songs are, there's one about voting. There's one about the military. There's one about Martin Luther King. There's one about how we can be a light and we can all come together and be a light in this world. Anyway, they're just really inspiring. The main song is called Hope of America. And it talks about how these children are the future of America and they are the hope of America. Anyway, so I learned about this program and we live in Salt Lake County and nobody really in Salt Lake County knew of the program. So I got our teachers at our local elementary school on board to let me come in. I've done this now for several years, but I would come in and teach the fifth graders these songs. And then we were allowed to go to the BYU Merit Center and join these kids that have been doing this for 25 years plus. Um, and sing. And they even give the kids different colored t-shirts and they make a flag with their bodies. And there's like 3,000 kids and it's like the stars and the stripes. It's just the most inspiring thing. 
And, and your family come and watch you. And it's just really powerful. So anyway, I don't have children at the elementary school anymore. But they asked me if I would still continue the program. So this year on Fridays, I go and I teach the entire fifth grade. And we sing these amazing songs. But if anybody wants to look them up, and it's perfect for people who like homeschool or anyone who just wants their children to be exposed to these songs, you can just listen to them in your car. But it's hopeofamerica.org. It's a free program. You can just click in there and you can find all the songs. There's cute little videos that teach you the actions that actually mirror them. So I've had to learn the opposite to stand in front of the children so that they're mirroring me. Anyway, really powerful program. Yeah, that is so neat. And what a gift that you're able to provide that and help instill that in, in the children that they can be proud of their country and just learn those songs that they probably wouldn't otherwise learn. So that's great. They love it. They love it. Yeah, that's a good way to give back to the community too. I love it. And it sounds like you've also been the room parent often or just really involved in the school <laughs> education system. I'm a former teacher, so I love that. I love when I see people in the community just really supporting teachers and being there for them because they don't get that a lot. I, my kids always say my name's Karen for a reason. And I am I, a little bit of a quintessential Karen, but I just, I'm a go-getter and I did love being a room parent. Um, I always tried to let other people do it, but it just seemed like they always knew if Karen was going to be involved that she could just handle things. <laughs> um, and that's fine. I loved it and we had a lot of fun. But one advice I have for people if they are in a room parent situation is at the beginning of the year, I would send out a questionnaire to the teachers and I created it myself. It just had a bunch of questions, but I would find out their birthday, their likes, dislikes, allergies, ways they love to relax, things, places they love to get gift cards. And it was so nice to just have that all out on a sheet so that I would know, uh, like, to make sure to celebrate their birthday, right? We wouldn't want that to pass without knowing. And then Teacher Appreciation Week, it made it so much easier. It just was, it just really helped. And I think the teachers really appreciated it. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Again, speaking from a teacher perspective, I started that when my son was in preschool, even. I asked the teacher all those things as well. So I think that's great advice to pass on because... We don't always know what might make a teacher feel loved or seen or appreciated. So that's, that's true. We, everyone definitely, yeah. we they always joke about how teachers don't need more candles and, and hand soap, right? And I mean, I'm sure everyone loves it. I, I love it. But yeah, like you said, if you can find out truly what they love and how their love language. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra that comes to mind? One that my dad would always say to me that I've adopted is, I know not what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I just really feel, I believe in God. I feel like it's just the core of who I am. And I don't know. I just feel like if I have faith in him and that my life is in his hands, if I let it be, and it's worked really well for me. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good reminder. I love that. And then on the same lines too, when have you experienced some adversity? I feel like in those moments, that's when we really get close to God or we find that we need him even more so than we realized before. So what's the time that you've experienced something that shaped you? Um, I experienced some miscarriages and really feel like after experiencing that, it really gave me a lot of empathy for others who deal with in, any type of infertility. And it can look very different for a lot of different people. And I feel like it's something like true empathy is to really understand and have a similar experience as someone else, right? And so I feel like that has really helped me be more compassionate toward others. And I think, I don't know why we would, like, 
I don't know why women sometimes feel like it's their business. Um, other people's family planning and um, situations in life is their business. And I think it's all well-meaning, well-intended when people are like, oh, give me grand- grandchildren. I just, you want to be a grandma. And it's great. I mean, I want to be a grandpa, right? But I think we just have to be very sensitive. And I think sometimes people aren't and it can be very hurtful. It's a very sensitive topic. So that's just something. Another thing I told myself I wasn't going to talk about, but it's just been on my mind, is we lost my younger brother last summer. And I have an older brother and a younger brother. He was 38. And it was very, the circumstances surrounding his death, it was pretty traumatic for our family. And I'm the type of person where everyone in a family leans on. And it was really trying to be everything for everyone and then also find your own, mourn on your own and grieve on your own as well. And that's been a really big challenge for me. And life also goes on. I had lost someone that close to me before. Grandparents, of course, is hard, but when they're old, you're so happy that they're able to not have their adversities anymore. So this one was really tough, and my parents were relying on, on me a lot to plan the entire funeral and make everything happen. And um, it was, I guess, a good distraction to be the taskmaster, if you say, if you will. But over time, I did have to find my own personal ways to grieve. And I was able to do that. And I, I think it really brought out who your true friends are. Mm, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it was really surprising. The people who really stepped forward and others who didn't. And I felt like there were people that I didn't necessarily feel close with, but because they had lost a loved one, they had that empathy. And they were able to show that to me. And I even have some sweet friends that still like made sure that they marked on their calendar his birthday so that they could remember me to reach out. And it's just taught me a lot of things to be more considerate and more thoughtful and mindful of others who have lost loved ones. And it's, it, I always thought I was thoughtful and I always thought that I was a good friend. But now I have this whole aspect with death and grief that I can be more mindful of with others. And it's a gift. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for speaking to that. That is so hard. And you're already able to see the gifts. And I know it doesn't make it any easier, but it's able. you're able to take that pain and turn it into something as well so that you can uh, help others and find a way to keep living. So thank you. Yeah. So I connected with you through the page you created on Facebook called Ladies of East Lake, and I am so grateful that you created that because Daybreak has gotten pretty big. It, it felt small to me to begin with, but it's really big. And so yeah. I feel like when you created Ladies of East Lake, it was able to, I was able to m- focus more locally on just who lives around me and kind of ways. Do you want to speak to that a little bit and why you decided to create that? Sure. I created it so many years ago. I want to say probably 16 years ago. Wow. And it was when our area of the neighborhood, we had just this certain area called East Lake Village. And I honestly created it thinking like, I just want a way to borrow a proverbial cup of sugar from others. I want to just connect with other women. And that's been something that's very important to me as a mother and as a woman. Um, the older I get is I just, I crave connection with other women. It's something that's very important to me. And I just literally created it one day on a whim. There's another community neighborhood Facebook group in the community that has men and women. And I just felt like I wanted a safe place for women. 
And I always tease that we don't discuss hot topics, which are religion, politics, immunizations. <laughs> There's all the things, right? It's a very safe place that I just want to not be a place for debate and not a place for negativity. It's just a place where we tear each other up, or sorry, tear each other up. We build each other up. My dad always says those who throw dirt are losing ground. And I do feel like that's true. And I feel like I want, I wanted it to be a safe place. So I literally just started by adding as many women as I knew. And I think we're up to about 2000 women now. And it's, I allow anyone in the community that we live to join. And I vet every single person because I want to be sure that it's, it is a safe place, but it's become a really good place for people in the community. I'm quite proud of it. It's a lot of work moderating, but it is something I am proud of because so many women comment on how safe they feel in the group and that they feel like they can ask anything and they're not ridiculed and they, um, we need each other. Yes, for sure. We, we definitely do. My highest value is connection. So I really appreciate that. And again, finding their similarities, I I'm a connector and gatherer of people and women. So I really, that resonates with me. So I am so appreciative of the work that you do for that and for the community, because in this day and age, social media is the way that we find each other. Primarily, there are other ways, of course, but I'm grateful for that space that we can ask for help or connect or meet others and do those types of things. So thank you. Yeah, it can be a good part of social media, right? Yes, right. One of the few. And then. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about your daily life or something that lights you up? I guess just like what you were just saying, connecting with other women. I'm constantly thinking of ideas that I want to use to connect with other women. Girls trips or I just started a foodie group where we, I just want to go try all the yummy restaurants that I never get to try. And um, sometimes date night can be really challenging, right? And also, like I said, I really love to also connect with women. So that's been a fun thing and the book group and all the different things. But I just would say if you're feeling that you personally need that connection, anyone out there, just take a step. Find like if you're an introvert and that's not really your strong point, find a friend that's really good at it, <laughs> like Jen and I, and make them plan your things. I'm sure they'd be happy to, but make sure they include you, right? So that's just something I think is really key. And and I'm just really thankful for other women in my life and um yeah just something on my mind perfect thank you karen it was so good to talk with you and get to know you better and see what a strong person you are in the community so thank you for being that and like you said yeah once other people know that you do that they tend to ask you ask a lot of you but at heart we love doing it and and it's a good way to contribute and to give back so thank you yeah love it Thank you, as always, to Blaine from Ride the Wave Media, and I hope you have a great week.